Hulk Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we give our game balls and kicking the balls for the year. And we talk about special teams needs. This and much, much more. Live, Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Yo, Yo, yo. Welcome to episode 243. I'd just like to point out that Harry Harry Hog Football has now eclipsed (laughs) top-running TV shows like MASH, The Cosby Show, and Josh's (laughs) all-time favorite, Facts of Life. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, Nancy McKeon. Wasn't that her name? As far as episodes. Meredith's Beth. What is it? Meredith Baxter Bernie. Dude, Nancy McKee. Dude, are you sure that we've eclipsed uh, a number of episodes from those television shows? Or this is this is uh, unverified information? We've also eclipsed Doogie Howser, MD. So there's one thing we do not want to do here at Harry Hog Football is give you guys incorrect information. We study the facts of life. Of life. <laughs> of life. <laughs> we have determined that they're all about you. Facts of life. And we could, we're proud to tell you the facts of life ran from August 24th, 1979 to May 7th of 1988. Dang. How does that coincide with Redskins and the Super Bowl wins? We got two of them during that time period. <laughs> two of our That's three true. were during the facts of life era. Things are just better when the facts of life is on TV. That's all I got to say. And Three Super Bowls, two victories. And remember, the facts of life are all about oh, you. You, are you. They? <laughs> <laughs> you just can't beat it. Like Kim Fields and Nancy McKeon. How many episodes were there, Josh? Because I know you're on Wikipedia. You know, do you guys know George Clooney was on the facts of life? I'm not surprised. George Clooney was on the facts Does of life. Does it say how many episodes there were? How many episodes of The Fact of Life? Yeah, did we actually eclipse it with number 243? He doesn't know. Because, uh, you know, they do stuff like reruns and, you know, things like that. And, no, I'm talking about... You know, they don't do a, they don't do an episode every week well, dude, like we do. We could do a rerun every five seconds if someone just hit play on episode one. Yes, <laughs> You guys, guys can go back me. and download every episode, but episode two and, like, 178 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we have that. no idea what we happened did episode two. We did beat out the Facts of Life. The Facts of Life had 209 episodes. Sweet. Really? Woo! <laughs> just, just ask Alan Thick. It's a, Alan Thick. <laughs> this is the longest running, longer running than the Facts of Life. Anyway, this is about the Woo-hoo! Redskins, this podcast. Redskins of Life. And um, Facts of Redskins. I would like to give a shout out to our benevolent sponsor, David Lee Legal Services. And we he are going to have the the David Lee legal report later on tonight's show. We've kept saying that for the last two weeks, but this week we are. We promise. We've been building up to it with anticipation. Anyway, 
Moving on in the itinerary, because we're going to try to keep this short and sweet tonight. We say that every week, by the way. That's a hint to you guys. <laughs> keep moving on. We'll fi- you guys all know right now that are listening, you know we'll figure out a way to make this last about an hour. No, we won't. It's only going to last Moving half on. an hour tonight. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> anyway, if you guys didn't hear about it, Josh's... Hear about what? Josh's dog, number 59, dog. London Fletcher, is in the Pro Bowl due to... Um, who was it? Brian Urlacher not feeling like going after getting destroyed by the um, Packers last By week. the Packers. Yeah, We knew Araxo was going because the two starters were... Uh, Matthews and and Erlocker, and so we knew one of them would be going to the Super Bowl and would not go to the Pro Bowl. So we knew Arakpo was going, but then the other one, the loser, Erlocker, was like, "I have a lot of respect for Erlocker, so I didn't want to put on the uh, post I put on on our website, HarryHogFootball.com. I did not want to put on their uh, Bryant Erlocker parentheses feelings like we do with Carlos Rogers all the time, but it kind of seemed like one of those. He was like, "I'm just not going to go." I think he was pouting about losing feelings. the game. I mean, I know Nothing he was pissed about losing that game. Feelings. But seriously. Yeah. He, he probably has some, like, major injury. I have no idea. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, the two starting the two starting linebackers that are out are now Washington Redskins. And we have D'Angelo Hall in there. We had the 31st-ranked defense in the NFL this year. And we have three Pro Bowl starters now. They're starters? If this doesn't prove that the Pro Bowl is an absolute – oh, actually, D'Angelo Hall is the third cornerback. So two starters in the linebackers. If this doesn't prove that the uh, the Pro Bowl is pretty much an absolute joke, I don't know what does. Yeah, but, um, you know. I mean, I feel good <laughs> for our guys being there and everything. But, you, you, I mean, you guys that have been listening for a long time know I hate the Pro Bowl. I can't stand it. It's a it. It shouldn't even be played. They should be like all these guys are pro bowlers. Now let I them have do. a three day vacation in Hawaii with their families. Like the Dude. whole game is ridiculous. Yeah, I do want to say and I want to point out that I'm happy though that the NFL realized their blunder last year in putting the Pro Bowl in Miami and moving it back to Hawaii. Oh yeah, dude. Because it's like how many of the players Going are like, man, this is going to be so players. sweet. We get to fly down to Florida for a vacation where we already play like three games a year anyway. And then you got the Florida teams that are like, yeah, dude, this is going to be so awesome. I live in Miami, and guess what? We're going to be playing the game in Miami. It's going to be such an awesome week. But they're going to put us up in town. I got some Don Hogan. London Fletcher, and I do want to say Mr. London Fletcher should have been automatically in the Pro Bowl anyway without having to wait for somebody to drop out. Now, how many years can you overlook an underrated London Fletcher? Solid and and consistent. Josh, you know what's funny about that? Because he is your dog. You know what's funny about that is last year everyone was like, yeah, like everyone, like respect all around the league was like, sweet, London Fletcher's finally in. He deserves to be there. He's been, he should have been there so many times and everything. And he's, you know, he's he's definitely closer to the end of his career than the beginning. So, you know, it was kind of like, I think most people looked at it as kind of like it was going to be one of those one and done Pro Bowl things for him. And yay, everyone feels good. And now this year he gets a call at the last, you know, the 11th hour. It's like, Oh wait, I'm going again? 
Well, sweet. I'm going to have to start making a habit out of this. All right, honey, pack your bags. We're going to Hawaii again. And he's going, and he's like, <laughs> Rack is there again, too. It's going to be a reunion. <laughs> D'Angelo yeah, do you is think he'll awesome. be in football shape after being out for a few weeks now? Um, it he doesn't really be. matter, but I'm sure he stays in shape because he's never he been injured. Be, yeah. Yeah. He's never he's never missed a game of injury. Isn't yeah. that correct? Yeah, so I'm pretty much sure he's in shape, unlike Hainsworth. Cut. Anyway, Cut. yes, congratulations to London Fletcher and the other two pro bowlers, D'Angelo Hall and Brian Orak. I got held, Poe. <laughs> I got held, Brian Orak, Anyway, moving on <laughs> to the next item of business. Um, we've got some comments from Callie. From last week's episode. Some listeners. On the defense, including Ron Burgundy, called in a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Cali Skin Guy, I believe, sent us an email. You want to start with Cali Skin Guy's email, and do you have that up and available, John? We do, oh, you're talking we do to me? Work? Yeah. No, I don't have that up. You're the email guy. <laughs> you're the email guy. All right, well, let me see if I have it here. Um, Hold on. I got dude. it right here, Let dude. Me bring up my email. I, <laughs> dude, I got it right John here. John have it. John has everything. Shut up. Please. I got it, dude. Oh, you have yeah. it already? Oh, okay. Is it the one that starts off with, what's up, guys? What's up, guys? <laughs> Cali Skins guy. All right. I'm going to tell you what I think the Redskins should do to remedy the problems on defense. With the 10th pick. I don't think we need to read read the whole thing, by the way. I think we need to read through, like, you know, the entire thing. It's pages and pages of stuff from Cali Skins Guy. All right, well, I'll just... You want to touch on the highlights there? Yeah, I'll just go through the highlights. He thinks that with the 10th pick, we should take Vaughn Miller from A&M or Akeem Ayers from UCLA. Linebackers. Outside linebackers. These are outside linebackers. And he said they're really good, and they're probably the best available at that pick. He knows that me, well, especially me, Wants a, bit, uh, wants a nose tackle. And he says that there is a dude, defensive tackle, becoming a free agent, Antonio Garay from the Chargers, a hard worker. And and he'll probably want to get out of San Diego with that horrible, horrible uh, GM they have there, and Norvell. And he's underrated, he says, and we could probably get him for about two weeks of bad <laughs> hours salary. Northern. He can be had at about the same price as two weeks of Fat Albert. He wants another. That made me laugh out loud. Yeah, he wants another young corner cornerback, and he does not think we should draft a quarterback unless we trade down. And he thinks the guy from Iowa would be good. All right, what do we think of that? Stop I'll tell you what, dude. I'm excited about this um, this Chargers dude, and I'm gonna have to check him. I'm gonna have to scout him out on YouTube. Quite frankly, I can't stand watching Chargers games because that means I have to see Norv Turner. So Going. shucks, oh shucks. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that would be awesome if we could get someone like that. Um, cheap. That would be sweet. That's a good point he brings up. I, I also like the point that he brought up with at the tenth pick. It's very possible that won't the best guys available are, are going to be players like these outside linebackers. Um that he's mentioning Miller from Texas A&M and Ayers from UCLA. Um, I know 
many pundits are saying the Redskins are going to look at Cam Newton. I think they're going to be looking at Cam Newton as well. But, uh, you know, it's possible he won't be there. And if they don't trade and try to get more draft picks like we were talking about last week, I don't know. I don't know what's going to be there. But, you know, whatever, whoever, when it gets to the 10 pick, if we have it at that point still, there's going to be plenty of talent on the board for us to draft because there are so many holes on the team. <laughs> you know, linebacker, quarterback, offensive line, defensive nose tackle. Yeah, and if you tons of linebackers, I mean, there's so many spaces that need new new blood in there. So it's it's not like we're going to get there and go, crap. There's no one to draft. And if you look at it that way, we actually have the luxury of being able to take the best player on the board, regardless of position, because we need every position pretty much. <laughs> it's not like we're going to be like, crap. The best quarterback ever is available at the number 10 pick, and, oh, sorry, dudes, we don't need a quarterback. Or whatever. <laughs> I thought you said cornerback. It's like, we have D'Angelo Hall and Los Rochas. Pro bowler, D'Angelo I'm kind of convinced that you never really Multi-time know what you're going to get anyway. You never do know what you're going to yeah. get. That's the thing. What? That's the thing. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm true. saying. You it's like you, you could think this guy's going to be like the best thing since sliced bread, and then, you know, nothing happens. He turns out to be or Or it Brian could be a Tom Lee. Brady or something. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I was reading. he turns out to be Heath Schuler. Well, I was reading this blog page. Andre Johnson, the tackle, not the wide receiver. Yeah, I was reading this this blog page about um about that same thing, and they were putting down some of the comments of different quarterbacks in the league now, like Aaron Rodgers, and it was these, like, you know, expert analysts saying that he's never going to make it in the NFL and Ben Roethlisberger, they can't trust his stats and uh, and stuff like that. And then it had people like uh, Jason Campbell and um, I forget who the <laughs> other guys were, and they're like, yes, they're going to be so awesome in the pros. Ryan Leaf. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't tell, dudes. Marinovich. But it's not all their fault either. It could be their situation. Because a lot of times those top quarterbacks go to a well a crappy team. They go to crappy teams, exactly. And don't get a fair break. In fact, you probably have a better shot if you're a quarterback that goes later in the first round or you know even later because that means you're probably going to a better team. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, I think, man, yeah, it's so hit or miss. And that's part of the reason that the whole CBA thing that they're talking about, mm-hmm. the collective bargaining agreement, we're not going to get into this today, but just to touch on it for just a second, these guys make so much money in the first round, ridiculous amounts of money. And then people that have been veterans for years and have been doing really good or great work in the NFL don't get paid what they're actually worth because so much money goes into these rookies, especially the top 10 picks. So that's one little caveat of the collective bargaining bargaining agreement that they're trying to put together. They need a cap um, on that. If you guys have been heard, hearing about it, is the uh, the rookie salary cap. And I think that's I – mean, I don't think there's anyone that thinks that's a bad idea except for the rookies. Yeah, me either. That would be awesome. I mean, it works in ba- – they're still going to get millions, but they're not going to get tens of millions. You know what I mean? They're not going to completely wreck a team. Jamarcus Russell cost the Raiders like $38 million. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, uh, so yeah, I like um, I'm going to look into these um, Cali Skin guys' uh, suggestions and ideas, and let us know what you guys think. 
this Gary guy, Garrett Gary, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, the, uh, the defensive tackle from the Chargers. Very intriguing as a free agent. We'll see how that uh, how that works out. Yeah. I also noticed today I was looking at the free agent list for wide receivers. And there's some decent wide receivers that are going to be on there. Some big payday guys, too, like... Uh, uh, well, big payday. You know where they're going to go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about receivers today. If I'm going to keep this down, yeah, to we'll 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 talk about that some more as we as we get closer to the dudes. We got a whole off season to talk about all this stuff. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why we don't need to be like cranking out hour and a half podcasts every week. We're not cranking hour and a half. <laughs> hour. Anyway, hour and three minutes. Um. Here, should I play Ron Burgundy's email or voicemail? And if so, which one? Both of them? The first one? All right, let's see what Ron Burgundy had to say. Hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> it's your man, Ron Burgundy, from the last press conference. Press conference. No, no. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so that was Ron Burgundy from the... Um, from the press conference, and, and, and I just and we appreciate him, and I think we're going to find out his true identity here in a minute. We appreciate him calling in because we do say if you do something funny on the on the hog line, we're probably going to put it on the podcast. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> but anyway, I he, like that. That was cool. He called back with his real comments, mainly about uh, Albert Hainsworth. And here's what he had to say: Hey guys, what's up? It's your man Ron Burgundy from the last podcast. I want to ask you guys, what do you think they're going to do with Hainsworth? If we trade him to the Eagles, what do you think they can give us in return for him? He said he'd like to take, he wouldn't mind taking a pay cut in Philly. Could that be bad, trading him away in the division? Or, because most people are asking straight away, obviously. I mean, if you take a look at the last 10 years, everyone from Brad Johnson to Stephen Davis, Ryan Clark, Brandon Lloyd, they go on and shoot Jason Campbell, you know? Look at him in Oakland. He's doing pretty well out there. By the way, my name's John Riley. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, John. Right. So John Riley. Cool. Well, thanks for calling, torch. dude. Yeah, thanks for calling. Ron in. Burgundy is John Riley. He's freed up Ron Burgundy again for us. I think I think that's John Burgundy, actually, up in there. John Burgundy. So John Burgundy Thanks. called in. Anyway, here's what I have to say about Hainsworth. Um, John, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Cut! What? <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but is there no salary cap next year with this whole um, CBA thing? You are wrong, actually. This is the season we just finishing up here with the uh, upcoming bowl that they call the Super Bowl, but it's not super unless the Redskins are in it. Um, this was the uncapped year, as a matter of fact. Well, what's the cap next year? We just don't know yet? They don't know. They don't know what's going to go on with that. Um, All right. Well, there goes that idea. But what I was going to say because is... Because the CBA, I mean, the whole thing, is, it's, it, the whole thing is, is going all to hell because of the whole collective bargaining agreement issue between the, the owners and the players. Yeah. I saw what's... Was it Revis? Did you see him on ESPN, like, saying that he didn't care? They just need to get something done? No, that was Cromartie, Cromartie the guy yeah. who has a seven-word vocabulary, but he's very passionate, so I'll give him that. And and 
He's made some plays in his career. And he's basically some like some bad. He's basically like event, yeah. both sides just need to get over themselves, and so we can play football. Well, I got. <laughs> I hate to bring it up because I didn't want to bring it up, but but I got to say the players are doing a really really bad job of pushing their case in the press. There's really smart guys out there that are representing the union for the players. What it comes down to, the main thing is that the owners did not like the last agreement. And so what they, they think they gave the players too much money. And so they're trying to get a couple percentages points of of the entire kit and caboodle back that was allotted towards the players. It was like 62-38 or something like that, and they want to make it 60-40 or something. You know, that, that's not right, but something like that. They just want to switch it a couple percentage points. So less money to the players, more money back to the owners, but they also want the players to play two extra games. And and not basically happen. the players are coming out and they're not doing a good job of arguing their case of saying more games means we need to get paid more and we're not giving back the money that you're you you conceded to us finally in the last collective bargaining agreement because you guys are a bunch of billionaires and we're we are I mean it comes across as you guys are are even richer than us <laughs> you know what I mean um, yeah so it's so people it's hard for people to have any kind of a to feel. To have any kind of empathy or sympathy for for the players because they're making so much money as it is, and and one other sticking point for them is also more money going towards the long term care of of people who played in the NFL who you know the guy who played one season and needs a knee transplant forty years later type of guy. Yep. They do knee transplants. Anyway, well, not transplant. <laughs> Good point. Knee, uh, knee uh, replacement. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, hey, in forty years, maybe. Back to Ron Burgundy's point, though, about Hainsworth. I say, um, you know what? We don't trade him to the Eagles at any cost. I would rather see him sit on our bench than play for the Eagles next I, year. I have to agree, Josh. What do you think about that? I'd rather we just keep him, let him sit, and. Wallow in his own filth. In <laughs> his own, and his own <laughs> CC's pizza grease. Oh, I love CC's. He's like rubbing pieces of CC's all over his body. Oh, I love CC's rubbing around. <laughs> pulling up his jersey, rubbing it under his man. Rubbing it on his stomach. He's got dollar bill. He's like, like Benjamin's mixed up in there. Pizza grease and Benjamin stuck to his body. <laughs> he's like... <laughs> He's like, and then this? he's wearing his yellow cake. I think this piece he's is like, oh, that's where I left that roll. And he pulls out like <laughs> roll wads of $1,000 bills. Hanes with yellow. Something smells like yeast in here. All right, for the three people still listening, because everyone else just went and threw up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, the whole Hainsworth thing, It's, it's. I don't think we need to send him to the Eagles at all, because you know... He'll, the two games he would step up for every year, like he could be just as much of a pain there. But the two games he would step up for would be the two games against us. Yeah. Although I got to say, he hates the Cowboys, and he didn't show up for one of those games last year. That's true. Anyway, yeah, I'd rather Man, not. Hates, we're not going to get any. We'll be lucky to get a tackle dummy for him. No one's going to sign him. No one's gonna. Tra- I mean, no one's gonna trade for him. They're gonna wait for us to cut him, and then uh, everyone's gonna give him low ball offers. And then he'll end up on some team like Dallas, because well, you know that they'll take a chance on him. And then he'll suck there. And then he's gonna go to Cincinnati for one more year, and then he'll get arrested for something else. And then then he'll be out of the league. No, but listen, and he'll have forty million dollars. No, listen to this though. 
I even mentioned this like a few episodes or a lot of episodes back, and I heard that Detroit has interest in him, and it kind of makes sense for him to go to Detroit because they're four three. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and Vandenbosch yes. is there, and he would play next and to Sue, and he'd play next to him, and then they've got yeah Sue there on the end. So I mean they're building a, you know their team is actually look like, looking like it's on the up and up. Yeah, if their quarterback can stay healthy, they're going to be in good shape over there. And they got Megatron, Calvin Johnson, and, awesome. And didn't one of his, um, I think one of his coaches um, went there also now, as in Detroit, but I'm not sure. I think that was Philadelphia. Oh, it was? Okay. So, but anyway, I mean, I, I could see us trading, trading him there before I would see us trading him to the Eagles. We'll be lucky to get a seventh-round pick for him. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because Martin Mayhew, you know, he is the uh, general manager of the Lions, and he might <laughs> he might still have some loyalties to the Redskins. He might give us a sixth. <laughs> oh, man. He might give us a high sixth. Martin <laughs> Mayhew, one, one of the many who have sported the number, the jersey number 35, and yet the jersey number 35 is still very, very active. It is not Here, close to being unofficially retired on the Redskins. One of the many. Hey, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Let's trade. Let's trade him for his. Uh, let's trade Hainsworth for his old compatriot. Uh, or actually, his old coach. Let's get Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher in. Take over for the Shanty. Right. Yeah, if people haven't heard breaking news. Jeff Fisher. It looks like he's going to be out at Tennessee, which means I guess Vince he, Young will be back in. Dude, that is breaking news. I didn't know that. When did that happen? He is out. He's out. Just, just tonight. What did he quit? Or just he fired. Evening. He was. Um, I don't. I don't know if he quit. Or the official fired, state. Was, the official team statement said. Uh, they're parting ways. Fisher will no longer be head coach of the team. <laughs> that means he got fired. Exactly. Even if he quits, he got fired. Dude, basically. I I personally would much rather see him than the shanty, but I don't want to get into that. Too. Yeah, he's the, me dude, too. He's the only coach that the Titans have ever had, though. I mean, you know, he was a coach. He took over when when they were the Oilers. Yeah, I mean, he's good, too, and he seems like a classy guy, and he's kind of like, he seems to me kind of low-key and level-headed, but. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Yeah, so, uh, anyway, I didn't know that, so I'll have to think about that and come up with even more comments about it for next week. Yeah. Breaking news. You heard it here. You heard it right here on Harry Hog Football tomorrow when this hits iTunes. Anyway, we've only got about three more minutes on this podcast to hit the 30-minute mark. So I told you we are going to go more than that. So let's move on in to um, the special team needs. That's about right. We're about the midpoint here almost. Yeah. Well, I th- we already talked about the offense two weeks ago. We talked about the defense last week. So now special teams time needs. to talk about special teams. Well, I'll tell you what. We... I don't know, man. The kicker, I think he should be – I'm like on the fence. I want to say cut him, but I think he might actually get better now that he's got a season under his belt. He needs competition to see how he steps up. I mean, he is at at that point. I agree. It's like you want to cut him because he was tied for the most misses in the NFL this year. Mm -hmm. But he's a young guy. He might end up being good. You don't want to. You don't want to cut him and end up. You know, Sean Sweezum's in the freaking Super Bowl now. Yeah. Although he's he starting sucks. to look like the regular Sean Sweezum. He's starting. He really hasn't been good in the playoffs at all. 
How about a, but, how about a special you know, teams coach? <laughs> Danny Smith is good, I think, dude. What's wrong He's with gone. Danny Smith? What? What gone? are you talking about? You don't like him? I thought he was leaving. No, no, dude. He got offered a job and he turned it down. Uh, I thought he. I thought for some reason he was leaving. Okay, because you didn't. That's all right. You weren't listening. You didn't listen to the last podcast because we talked about that. You didn't listen during the last podcast. <laughs> I think I might have just forgotten. But anyway, then he. Well, then some other team. I forget some other team off also wanted to talk to him about a position this week, and the Redskins denied wow. him. They denied them permission to talk to him about the job. Yeah, that's actually on the uh, hog slap later on down the way. But the Browns said, we want to interview him. And uh, Shandy said, yeah, so he is he is not going anywhere. I don't think they're going to give anyone a chance to interview him now. They're really holding on to him. Yeah, but anyway, um, all right. So the kicker is shady. I don't, to tell you the truth, I don't even know who punted for us in the last game of the season. Was it like Pasquale? It doesn't even, it doesn't even matter. It was a Pachuli. Pascalou. Pelescu. 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 And is Hunter Pelescu. Smith even it's still in the John team? John Adams. Or? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The punter cut. He sucked. All right. Hunter Smith was terrible before. Was good for like two games and then started sucking. But which one of you the guys out there? Bidwell was terrible. But who out there actually knows if Hunter Smith is still actually on the Redskins right now? <laughs> is he related to Danny Smith? Huh. Um, is he, it could be father son. Is he on the team right now? No, Hunter he got Smith? cut, dude. I didn't know if he got cut or put on like injured reserve or what. I don't know. He's a free agent cut. right now, dude. Cut. All right. Well, anyway, cut! anyway, so we need a punter. We do not need a return need a man. I think we've got that squared away. I don't mind competition there. And the rest of the dudes, I like BB, the rest, but of, he's little. The rest of the dudes just kind of fill in depending on you know who they're backing up. So long no competition. Snapper. Little Ojo Long Cinco snapper. up against Sundberg. I thought he did okay. Long snapper. Uh, Do you think he got better as the season went on? I think he started. No. He got better as the season. He never went snapped on. it over anyone's head. Bring That's back true. your red snapper. Like I knew you'd say that. You love him, even though you don't like root for UNC. You love the Chapel Hill guy. Well, I don't. He never snapped it over <laughs> anyone's head, or like snapped it to the left or right. Every time that there was a miscue, it was usually on the holder or the kicker. He had some that were off, but he never had any that were just like Benny Hill music, <laughs> yeah. like Yakety Sack style. I mean, like that's a good point. I thought he got better. I'm thinking the fact that the Rave was it the Ravens that brought in the Red Snapper just a couple weeks before the end of the season to fill in. Did he actually and play? They had him and another guy. Um, I thought he just tried out. The, he, he tried out. Another guy tried out, and then then they got. I I don't know if they brought in the other guy or if their normal long snapper was able to play. I don't know, but he didn't go. Or they didn't keep him, so I'm wondering if he really is at the end of his uh, football career. He needs an agent. Red snapper. An agent might help him out a little bit. Anyway. That's um, true. He doesn't have an agent. Does that pretty much wrap up the special team needs before we go into the break? Uh, uh, yeah, hit the break. Hit the break. All right, we're going to hit the breaks. And when we come back, we're going to give our much-anticipated season game balls and kicking the balls awards, the David Lee Legal Report, and much more. And you'll never guess who Aaron is giving his game ball to. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. 
Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI, or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade, and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia. But for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757-259-9377. All right, we're back. Dudes, we got to hurry it up. We're running about two minutes and almost three minutes over on this podcast. Son! Right. we got to get a move on. Dude, it's my not my fault. You guys keep talking about CeCe's Pizza and Dick's Gloves all the time. <laughs> hey, you're the one Look that brought up hand. Facts of Life. You brought up Facts of Life and spent five minutes on it. Well, Meredith Baxter Bernie. John, she's dude, not I don't on think that. She was, was she on Facts of Life? She wasn't on she that was show. She was on Family Ties, dude. Dude, I have no idea. I've never, like, hardly ever watched those shows when I was a kid. I've never, I've, I've You're never, like hardly with ever Baxter watched. Bernie. I have no idea what show she's on. I thought she was on Facts of Life. I guess you guys know more about Facts of Life than I do. No, dude. Josh that knows was that George Thicke. Clooney was on there. Alan Thick. Who? Alan Thick, dude. Alan Thick? Uh. You know Alan Thick. You saw him, you know him. <laughs> Alan Thick was Kirk Cameron's dad on Growing Paint. Oh, is he the one that, that does that, like, reverse mortgage commercial nowadays? Yes. Probably. Or is that oh, the dude I, that was on that Mike? What was TV's that one that Michael Alan J. Thicke. Fox was on? Is that Growing Pains where Michael J. That Fox was like... That was Family Ties with Meredith Baxter Bernie. That was Family Ties with Meredith Baxter Oh, and that's the one with, Mer- with Meredith Baxter Bernie. Yeah, dude. Dudes. Anyway, now Who that cares? we got that out of the way and just wasted two more minutes on the podcast, let's give... Man, I feel like I know so much more now. Are you guys ready for this? Because guess, guess what it's time know. for. No, it's not time for that. This is what <laughs> it's time for. No, that's not what it's time for. <laughs> I can't make it stop. It's time, it's time to, to get it. funky. Alright, it's stop. It's time for the season. Alright, finally. Kids. If I can get this sound effect right once in 250 episodes, yeah. I'll be happy. <laughs> funky. And now, the coveted and ever elusive Game Ball Award. Season Game Ball. Season. Are you sure you want to go positive first and then end negative? Yeah, I want to go positive because we're undefeated again now. Oh, that's true. It's the off season. 
And if you've been a Redskins fan only since 1995, then you know this is the best time of the season. (laughs) And also, if you've been a Redskins fan since 1995, you'll have no idea what we were talking about with the facts of life and family ties. With Meredith Baxter Bernie. Anyway, all right. Who wants to go first on this? I'll go. Uh, It's no surprise. I'm giving my game all a big number 59, Mr. Consistency, London Fletcher. Mr. Consistency. You're giving yours to London? London Fletcher, baby. It's always a good one. Calling London. Well, I don't think he has a strong season as last year, but hey, he made the Pro Bowl. (laughs) I don't care. Dude, London Fletcher, always there. At the end of the play, there's always London Fletcher coming up off the pile. Yep. And he's classy. At the play when it happens, and he's he classy. never gets injured. He's just always shows up, mm, gives a hundred percent all the time. Yep. Yeah. Good role model for the younger player, an Art Monk style uh, player. That's right. In that, yeah, in that he yeah. does his job and doesn't think he's all does that. Does his job, doesn't talk, just gets out there and does his job. All right, that's and when he one. does talk, it usually means business. That's right. When London, a few speaks, times he does. All right, John, Go ahead. you want to go ahead and give your season game ball? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, actually, you better go ahead for just a second. <laughs> well, I contemplated giving my season game ball award to number 47, but then I changed my mind. Dude, you hate Chris Cooley. No, I don't. <laughs> Everyone who listens to the podcast knows that you hate Chris Cooley. All right. You gave him a kick in the balls for the season a couple years ago. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, here's... <laughs> All right. Well, here's who I'm... Go ahead and give it to Rex Grossman instead. No, I mean, this might be a surprise because I usually give my uh, season game ball award to a defensive player. But being that they rank 31st in the league, I don't know if I could do that, even though I like Lennon Fletcher and Rackman. But I'm going to have to give mine to... You ready for this? Number 89, Santana Moss. Whoa. Whoa. And the reason... Really? And you just you just kicked him in the balls a few weeks ago. Well, the reason why I'm giving it to him is because, I mean, he had over 1,000 yards. He had, like, 90-some catches. And there's no... The other receivers were, like, hit and miss. You know what I'm saying? And it might be the last chance you can give it to him. He might be losing a little bit of his step. Now, I don't think he, going to another team. I don't think he's losing his step. They put him in the slot and he started producing in there. He's always getting double covered. Always. Yeah. But what happens when his the U pal Clinton Portis leaves this year? The what? I'm just saying. Well anyway, that's who I'm giving mine to. So you're, it's on to John. Now. Okay. That is surprising. That is surprising. I am surprised by that. <clears throat> All right. Like with you guys, well, Josh went right for 59, and I think that was a good one. Um, There's a couple of guys I've been looking at. One on defense. A couple guys on offense. Not a single person on special. Well, no, I can't say that. One person is offense and special teams. Okay. But it's a real, it's a real, it's a really, uh, it's a tough choice, I think, to, to, to pick. Because there are very few players on the team that are actually really spectacular enough to be like the player of the year, basically, on offense. 
I think, or defense. I don't know, dude. Donovan McNabb was pretty awesome all year. Yes, sexy Rexy. We'll be hearing about him very shortly. Um, Are you giving it to Beck? Are you giving it to Rex Grossman, dude? John Beck had the best quarterback rating. <laughs> um, I'm really torn. I don't know. I I, I really kind of want to give it. You know what? I'm gonna have to go with. I'm gonna have to go with number 98, Brian Arakpo. Brian. And I'll get. I'll give my shout outs after I explain why. Arakpo, in his second year, had to suddenly switch along with everybody else from a four-three to a three-four defense. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. He, a lot of players on the team were nowhere near successful with the transition. Were nowhere near successful with the transition as he was. And it was only a second year. There was no one on the other side of the damn defensive line who could come over and relieve pressure from him. Um, You know, last year he finished with 11 sacks. This year he still finished with nine sacks, even though he didn't have, um, I want to say character. Andre, Andre Carter. Carter on the other side of him, racking up another 10 of his own. He they, they couldn't find someone consistently until they got glimpses of it at the end of the year, but they couldn't find someone consistently on the other side of him to bring pressure to the quarterback. And the nose tackle position was just a mess, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And he still finished with nine sacks, a ton of holding penalties called against his uh, – Against the alignment that would be on him, and he made a pro. And Bowl. he's going on to the and he's going on to the Pro Bowl, which he really kind of deserved to be at anyway. Nine yeah. sacks in his first year transitioning to the three four. So in two years, so, how many sacks does he have altogether? Twenty. That gives him twenty for his first two seasons. That's. I mean, you Dude, can't beat that's that. A good, that's a good pick. That is a good, good pick. Nine sacks on the thirty first ranked defense in the NFL, I think, is pretty darn good. So and. And I want to say, I think, you know, with the repositioning of the uh, officials, I feel like the other teams, the opponents, were studying positioning of Brian Arakpo and where the officials are. And I feel like they looked at him and said, you know what? We might be able to get away with holding at this angle or at this angle. And I think they really tried to hold him a lot more and get away with it. And I mean, and sometimes they got caught, but there were a lot of times. He was just completely mugged, and they did not get caught. Yeah, I'm not sure they were. I think they had to hold him. I don't know if it was so much planned, like you're saying. I mean, there were I times. I understand what you're thinking, though, with that, but, but because the umpire being moved to the opposite side, except for right. the last, I think it's five minutes of every of every quarter or every half now. Yeah, and notice right. that's when he got the holding call against Dallas that gave us the victory. Yeah, but It'd be interesting to go back and look and see like how many of those calls were in that last five minutes. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Not that any of us has time to do it, but if one of you we guys out the time, there has the time, if one of you fans it. out there is, is uh, <laughs> wants to take the time to you know read through all of that, let us know. If you're bored, hanging out during the taint of the off season, we know you got yeah, every single game to you. Facts of life, you could do this. <laughs> Anyway, and if you do do it, go ahead and send us some some email at redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com or call us on the hog line at 177-HARRY-HOG and leave us a message like Ron Burgundy did. It's funny. Yep. And if it's funny, then we may just play it on the podcast. And that's John Riley now, or John Burgundy. John C. Riley. John C. Burgundy. Awesome. So anyway, uh, all right, so that about wraps up the – Game Ball Awards for the year, so 
Yeah. Do you guys have any shouts you want to give out to people on that as well? No. I thought a few people deserve consideration but didn't quite get up there. No, I'm not giving out any shouts. No. Moving on. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. Season Kicking the Balls Award. This year's Kicking the Balls Award brought to you by Ron Burgundy. Ridapoo. <laughs> we gotta bring back the Ridapoo ad. <laughs> Uh, so who gets to go first on this one? Me? Great. Because I'm going to go ahead and give my kicking the balls award for 2010 season to none other than number 74, Stefan Heyer. I cannot think of anyone <laughs> that deserves that award more than he does. He he had, flash, he had flashes every now and then of being a professional football player, but for the most part, he was horrible. The entire season, play in every play. I can't even tell you how many sacks or knockdowns or batted balls penalties. or holding penalties or false starts were caused because of him. So he had one good game when they had to put him in as right guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm talking about his. That tackle. was his only good game in like the last two years. Dude, you do that was a good that was good for you to call Three that years. out because you know he wasn't half bad when they put him in there as guard, but when they have him at tackle, Oddbody just cannot get the job done. Oh, he's horrible. All right, go ahead with you guys. And he's a free agent, so we may never see him again. That'd be great. I mean, he's he's right up there at the sharp horde honors level. That just means we don't have to <laughs> him. <laughs> I think we just did. Um, I'll go second so Josh can go last on this one. Um, All right. Uh, Josh, unless you want to go next, I figure you might want to. You might want to. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Chris Cooley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's again, it's a tough one because there's a couple players that really, really, really warrant this. I'm just, I'm going to leave. I think Josh is probably going to get the one that I don't pick here. Hell yeah. My kick in the balls for the year goes to Rex damn Grossman. You <laughs> suck. Cut. Oh, my God. That's all I have to say about that. I, 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 my blood is boiling just thinking about it. Mm. Yeah. All right, Josh. No way. I don't know. It's tough. You know, there's the obvious choice. The obvious what choice to kick. That is the obvious choice, which makes me not want to kick him. Although, if I don't, people will be like, why didn't you kick that guy? But, you know, I think... You know what, Josh? You know what, Josh? I think that we can do a collective kick for that one. I think that one deserves a kick from every Redskins fan in the world. (laughs) Yeah, you don't even have to mention it. We don't even have to mention Yeah, we don't even have to mention who he is. He gets a collective CeCe's Pizza cut (laughs) from every Redskins fan in the world. (laughs) <laughs> Numb nut. Hmm. Okay. So that uh, frees you up, unless you want to pick him. But I figured no. that, that that might free you up. My oh, kick. I'm gonna give my kick to. Um. And I've been back and forth about this. And Aaron, I was thinking about Stephon Hire as well. 
Although, I gotta say, I'm gonna do a duo. It's gonna be a duo kick. Here it is. Two receivers, Joey Galloway and Roy Dell Williams. <laughs> Two receivers. And cut! It's a duo kick. It's a double kick and the double sets of balls. Dude, I thought about kicking um, uh, Malcolm Kelly because I'm tired of him getting injured and he needs to just. Oh yeah, we could have kicked Devin Thomas. I mean, what did what did Joey Galloway and Roy Dell Williams do for us? Well, Joey Galloway Nothing. got. <laughs> Roy Dell held on to his Roy until the end of the season somehow. <laughs> All right, so we'll give him a break, but I'm at least kicking Joey Galloway. I mean, what, dude? Is dude retired now? What's his deal? Dude, all I know is we all said, why did they even sign him? So, yeah. You can might as well just that, direct that, that kick right presence. up to Mike Shanahan. And, and look, I don't want to slam the guy. He had a good career. I, I just... Uh, Play for the Cowboys, yeah. though. For the Redskins, he gets my kick for the year. Done. All right, and then everyone knows number dude, 92, harsh. Albert Haynes. Kicking an old man. <laughs> <laughs> Our, our collective kit goes to Yeah, I'm going to eat some sushis with you. <laughs> anyway, all right, so there we go, I everybody. Need a whole pie or two. There were the game balls and kicking the balls Three, for the season. Four. And being that we only have 10 minutes to get this whole rest of the podcast into our normal time. What are you talking about? We're 18 minutes over. Um, What? Well, we what? have to get David Lee legal in because it's three weeks going on. All right, moving on. So David moving Lee, on. a few weeks ago, go called in. As you know, David Lee is the official lawyer of Harry Hog football, even though we don't get into trouble. Um, so it makes it easy for him. Anyway, he called yeah. in with the legal <laughs> report on the Redskins from a lawyer's point of view, and we'll go ahead and play that right now. Hey guys, happy New Year! Glad the season's over. Glad I we did a 50% better than last year under Zorn, but I'm also glad I didn't renew my season tickets with Dan Snyder. So anyway, this is Dave Lee calling with your legal <laughs> update. I've been traveling, um, but I'm back at the office now and have been able to look at the court matters involving the Redskins. You uh, you asked about, let's see, Joe Joe to his with DUI on uh, December 27th. Um, according to the court info, he's charged with DUI, DWI first offense. DWI in Virginia can bring up to 12 months in jail and a $2,500 fine, automatic loss of your driver's license for 12 months. Um, normally, under normal circumstances, if a person has an otherwise clean record, they're not going to have to do jail time on a first offense DUI. Um, if considered, how should I put it? It's not per se wrong to drink and drive. It's, it's wrong to drive drunk or with the BAC over 0 .08, 0 .08 or over. So the first time around, it's considered a matter of, of, of poor judgment. Do they take a more education approach to the, uh, to the defendant? So unless, unless this was a second or subsequent offense or unless his BAC was .15 or higher or unless there was a minor in the car with him, um, he's not looking at any automatic jail time. So the judge can give him up to 12 months, but unless he was belligerent or obnoxious or, or doing something else ridiculous, normally he should expect to walk out 
um, without with uh, 90 days in jail, all suspended, uh, something on the order of a $500 fine. Um, with 250, that's suspended, and his loss of his driver's license, except to go to and from work, um, and other huh. um, special considerations within, within Virginia, to and from work, to and from his uh, alcohol treatment safety classes, uh, to and from court, uh, that kind of thing. Limited. Now, uh, his next court date comes up on, looks like, February 7 at 8.30, so we'll have more then. Fred Davis, it looks like his assault charge is in the news this evening. It looks like there is no charge. There was something about him and throwing a drink. Um, if he had thrown a drink in, in, uh, in a D.C. nightclub, obviously that would be handled under D.C. law, not Virginia law. Um, I expect D.C.'s law on that would be similar. It would be a misdemeanor, which means by definition 12, up to 12 months in jail on that. Assuming he has a clean record, if he had thrown a drink at a woman, I think that's the kind of thing that you walk away with suspended time or maybe some anger management. All right, then he got cut off for some reason. Here's the rest of it. Hey, I'm back on Fred Davis. I think he's looking at, would be looking at worst case uh, conviction with all suspended time. Um, more likely than that, I think he'd be looking at an anger management class, something like that, followed by a dismissal or... Uh, at least in Virginia, you can work in accord and satisfaction, settle things out of court, and uh, the party can, can legally withdraw their, their, their complaint. But uh, by all reports, it looks like um, his arrest was his – things were exaggerated, and uh, it looks like – it doesn't look like there any charges are going to be forthcoming in that. So there you go. There's your legal report for uh, first week of, of, of January 2011. And I'll call back if I learn more. Bye. All right. So that was David Lee with the oh, legal report. Sweet. And he was cool. a real legal report. He's a real lawyer uh-huh. and thorough. He's a real and lawyer thorough. and thorough. He's a good lawyer. And thorough. He is thorough. So anyway, um, thanks, David so, Lee. There you go. The legal that report. was that was yeah, that was cool. And of no offense to David Lee whatsoever, but hopefully we won't have too many of those because that means that we're, our guys are getting arrested like they're on the Cowboys or the Bengals. Yeah. But, uh, but Joe Joseph looks to be at least out of 250 bucks. Yeah, and hopefully he'll, uh, you know, not ever do it again. And if he's smart, he'll give David Lee a call to represent him. Yeah. He should. Yeah. For real. I would if I was Joe Joseph. Anyway, I'll tell you what. I'm sure you guys heard some rumors about will the Redskins try to get Carson Palmer now that he's demanding trades out of uh, Cincinnati. And I hope we may have learned our lesson getting old quarterbacks that used to be good just not too long ago, like, I don't know, a few months ago. Kind of a McNabb. So, um, yeah, I think we really pretty much need to just give up this whole free agent, high-priced, used-to-be-good player thing that's been going on for the last, what, 15 years? And try yeah, to actually not, build the team. So, that's yeah, my I'm not totally against looking at Carson Palmer. I think even though he hasn't been the same quarterback he was before those those big injuries he's had, a change of scenery might do him really well because the ownership in Cincinnati is just terrible. And I mean, like I, like we've said before, they bring in all the players that have been arrested and gone to jail that the Cowboys cut. If this was last so, year, I would have definitely said get him over Donovan McNabb. 
Yeah, I think at that point, yeah. He did not have a good year, but he definitely was not getting along with T.O. He's sick of de- dealing with Ocho. Um, and on the money front, Aaron, like you said, if I remember correctly from what I heard this week, he has four years left on his contract. $11 million, $11 million, $13 million, and $14 million. Man. Yeah. That's huge. So, speaking of numbers, keep that in mind as well. And the fact that the ownership in Cincinnati said that they were absolutely not trading him means that they're totally trying to trade him. Just so you know. Interesting. All right, a little bit of hog slop. Here it comes. Former skins that are in the Super Bowl this year. Josh's oh, dog, not. Mark Brunel, is in yet Actually, another he's Super he's not in the Super Bowl. I brought him up for a different reason. Oh. Um, he was, of course, he's the backup on the Jets. Um, did you guys see the video? And the Jets aren't going to the Super Bowl, obviously. But did you guys see the video of a uh, sideline near the end of that game when uh, the booger uh, Mark Sanchez picked a booger yes, and rubbed it? He was and, like, picking his it nose and he wiped it on that guy. Was it on Mark Brunel? It was on Mark Brunel. They were both wearing like those big like uh, raincoats that they put on over the but, pads that are like four X. Dude, weak. Those parkas. He like totally picked. He just picked and it and wiped it on, it on him. Mark Brunel. And Mark Brunel was yeah. probably like, "Hey, man, I mean, come on." Hey. He didn't even like really react to it too much, which and and knowing just things that we've heard about Mark Brunel over the years and what a joker he is, he probably like from day one or like two or three in training camp, Mark Sanchez's first year, he probably started doing that. He'd be like, "Hey, Rook, pick Rob." <laughs> So it's probably something he's done to Mark. I, the first thing I thought was, ew. And the second thing was, I was like, man, Mark Sanchez probably had, or Brunel probably did that to Sanchez like a hundred times during training camp this year. Yeah. So he was getting always, him back and just San, got caught. Sanchez just always finds boogers on his stuff. And then Mark Brunel's like snickering in the corner. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, that I've was... heard, I've, I've heard and read a lot of things that he's sneaky like that. So it, it would not surprise me if he just did it like he picked that up. Yeah, and he's probably like, dude. That up from Brunel. And he now, now Brunel's like, dude, I can't believe you totally got busted on camera wiping a booger on someone. Dude. Oh, yeah. They didn't even comment on it or anything. They just let it slide. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I slid right down his parka. Anyway, real quick, dudes. Uh, some Redskins that are in the Super Bowl. Ryan Clark, who we should never let go. Antoine Randall. Nope. How many times do we say that? Who we totally need to let and go. And Sean Sweezum, who we totally should let go. Hot! Al Saunders <laughs> is joining the Raiders, by the way. We talked about that last week. Oh. Yeah. And here's a big as one. Of, as offensive coordinator. Um, Zorn, if you didn't hear, t- today or yesterday, he was... Cut! Is he moving back to Seattle? I don't know. The Baltimore Ravens today... Cut! Today, the 27th, decided to cut him from uh, as quarterback's coach. One year as quarterback's coach, not good enough for the progressions of Joe Flacco. I don't understand it, though, because I looked at the stats, and it said that Joe Flacco's stats were all increased from last season, like passing. I and, I yeah, I thought, thought it was Flacco an odd cut, pretty good. actually. Yeah. Anyway, and our yeah. dog, Old Ray Brown, I'm... is the assistant O-line coach for what, the uh, Panthers? Yep. Yeah. The assistant O-line coach for the Panthers. This is the dude. He was on one of the Super Bowl winning teams. He played until he was, what, 40? Mm-hmm. 41, something like that. The dude started taking Pilates when he was 38. Now, he's a 300-pound lineman. 300-pound lineman. I just want to stress that part. 
dude can do the splits and touch his nose to the turf at the same time. Dude, I just remember because of the exercises he was doing. Isn't that crazy? Three hundred pound man can do that. Dude, the other thing about um, Ray Brown that I thought was cool, I don't remember what game it was we were at. We were like seeing the players coming out of the the tunnel at the end of the game, and it's they're all like you know got their girlfriends or whatever. Or, like, trying to be cool walking to their car. And he just comes out of the tunnel with his mom. <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. That's awesome. Anyway. It's like, hey, mom. So, yeah, he's he's he was kind of a fan favorite for us, I think, when he was in Washington both times. Yeah, him and Trey Johnson. And then the uh, the Browns tried Trey to get Johnson. Danny Smith. And Shanny said no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> anyway. No, no, no. I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that pretty much about wraps it up for this week's podcast. You guys. Give a few shout-outs. Cali Skins guy, Stud Horst, Cut No Hands 22. Cut No Hands 22. Cut No Hands. <laughs> Ron Burgundy. 22. John I love Burgundy. that name, man. Of course. I love that name. Of course, David Lee. Thanks for your comments, your tweets, commenting on the website. Yeah, uh, yeah that's your name now, dude. New hands, 22. Um, <laughs> shout out to David Lee, um, and uh, that's about David it. Lee Legal Services. And once again, don't forget the Pro Bowls on this weekend because I know I will. <laughs> and if you see, what day is that? Sunday, I think. I don't know the date. Sunday, sure. Sunday, Sunday, sure. Sunday. I know one thing though. From Hawaii. If you see a Cowboys fan this weekend, Joker. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.